Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtagbasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and articles on the entire internet. Um, I've been I've been into the dark web. I've been on private servers. I've been all over the internet. I've been seeing some weird, nasty shit, but I've not seen any fantasy basketball sites better than hashtag basketball.com go check them out today i'm your host mike katrin and joining me as always is my co-host tyler watts what's up tyler michael it is a fine day but we have a very special guest today so i will not take up any more of your time we do have a very special guest today you're absolutely right tyler uh we have our uh our top patreon subscriber who uh as part of his patreon exclusive experience uh, I, I don't know if we should call it exclusive experience. That seems like way too pretentious for uh, for being on the the podcast for one episode. Uh, but we have one of our Patreons, Adam Hotchberg. What's up, Adam? Hey, Mike and Tyler. Um, interesting hype man there. Didn't didn't expect that. Hey, we're excited to have you on. We're probably going to make you answer some very, I would say, inappropriate questions. Uh, put you on the spot quite a bit. Uh, now we we won't probably won't do it too many of those things, but you have been uh, basically killing everybody in the Reddit Can't Jump League, uh, and so you how, how long have you been in the in the Reddit Can't Jump League? Is this your second year? Um, so this is actually my first year of any fantasy basketball. So the Reddit Can't Jump League was like my introduction to fantasy basketball. It's kind of a joke. I was like, oh yeah, let's do fantasy basketball with my roommate, and uh, we actually did it. It's been pretty good. I, I had no idea what I was doing during mock drafting. I was on Fantasy Pros against computers. But uh, it's been going pretty well. I've avoided injuries. I've gotten rid of all my centers and uh, coasted into the D3 league. Nice. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think I did the exact opposite. I kept all my centers and I'm not winning too many of, of my leagues. So this has been a, a very bad year for me. Uh, but a for your first year, it sounds like you are are, are doing pretty well. I mean, has there uh, with the with the Reddit league is that what's the setup of that league again? Um, so the setup is pretty close to like a premier football setup, and there's different leagues like advanced leagues, farm leagues, and then uh, relegation in a way. So there's. I want to say there's six, six or eight D4 leagues. So that's 14 team leagues. All of them are 14 team leagues. And there's eight teams on the bottom. And then I think there's four D3 leagues, two D2 leagues, and one D4 league. And depending on how you place in each of the leagues, you can move up or downwards. And then, uh, so right now I'm in D4, but if I do well enough, I'll get up to D3, maybe even D2. And then I'll get to play against better people and maybe people that actually play the whole season. Because my league isn't that bad. I have like, maybe three teams that are vacant at this point, but someone else I know has like eight teams vacant. So uh, that's bad. trading pretty rough over there. Yeah. Like that's the problem with some of those public leagues. And uh, you know, especially in the bigger leagues, like 14 teams, having only like three vacancies in a public league and a 14 team league is actually probably fairly average. Um, and you know, it's, I think that might be one of the things that uh, dissuade people who first started out, uh, start out playing fantasy basketball. Um, 
and they, maybe they don't get into it the next year because they're like, oh, well, that wasn't very much fun. Uh, it's hard to find dedicated people to play fancy basketball, but once you do, um, you can like like Tyler, aren't you're in like a dynasty league that's been going on for like eight or nine years, right? Uh yeah, that's right. Uh, let me think about it. This is the ninth year, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's going on for a long time, and we've we've only had one person still drop out to this day, and that was only because he has like seven kids now. Well, seven seven kids. That's uh. It's like five too many. Don't seven kids. What's this guy doing? Well, I know what uh, he's doing. Apparently, he's doing. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't blame him, man. When he had his like fourth one, he dropped out, and I'm like, man. And they're all like, well, now, now that he's got like seven, there's one that's like sixteen or so. But like every two years, he just pops one out. He should have passed along his team to his his oldest kid. Keep it in the family. Oh, there you go. So hand me down, hand me down league. All right. I like it. That is actually in uh, the uh, keeper league that I am in. Uh, one of the rules is upon in the constitution, which is a living document. This is not a joke uh, that in case of uh, death or inability to, uh, um, I guess, mentally be able to manage Though, though that's arguable, so I think physically be able to manage the uh, your team, uh, you must d uh, designate a uh, someone to take over that team in, in order to keep the the league going. It's a very morbid rule in the uh, in the bylaws. So, who's your person, Mike? Uh, I have a friend who is not very good at fancy basketball but did he, he co-host the hashtag bulls podcast with you he did not code he did not do that we uh before the show um adam and tyler were having a real fucking laugh about uh hashtag bulls uh the previous home of the best podcast in on the internet hosted by hashtag basketball.com uh for how bad the chicago bulls are and uh it's a podcast that never really got off the ground never got any momentum just like the Bulls' future. Um, it uh, smoldered into the ground like the tire fire that it was. I still enjoy it. I, I listen back to both episodes, just enjoying it every once a week, once weekly. I would suggest, Tyler, that you get a hobby. But um, I think we all have a hobby here. Uh, and it's good to hear that, Adam, as a first-year player, that uh, you're jumping in. You're really into fantasy basketball. Hopefully you get into some – uh, more dedicated leagues, maybe uh, like in a traditional roto league, another head-to-head -head league. And uh, we got Adam on here to talk about some of the uh, buy lows going around uh, the league, as we do during the week. And uh, we're going to start out with um, this, this guard here. He's been struggling for like a month now. And I'm a little surprised by it because uh, he is uh, usually a guy who's ranked in the top 40 top 30 uh, last year per game. He was 23rd. Um, and that guy's Chris Middleton. Uh, Chris Middleton, he is just like, he had that blow up with his coach and he like kind of came back from it uh, slowly, but just has seemed to never, never really pick it up. I mean, he always missed two games, but like that was really the crux of, when he fell off and he's obviously still scoring, but um, really not like really having a bad uh, couple months at this point. Now, uh, Adam, uh, 
do you like Chris Middleton going forward into the second half of the season? Like this has to be his probably his lowest low, maybe of his, you know, of his last like five years. Yeah. So for Chris Middleton, uh, I haven't watched him too much. He's never really been on my like, watch list overall. I think when I drafted originally, I was like, oh, wow, Chris Middleton seems good, but didn't actually get around to drafting him. I picked DeMar DeRozan for name recognition. Um, and in the redraft league, I was actually planning to get him in the third round, but uh, lucky old Tyler picked him up before I did when I was sleeping. So uh, he got that one, but I- I'm not too sure. It's just a lot of um, – I don't have too much expertise on outside basketball games. I don't watch too much. But um, yeah, there's never a time to take a flyer. It's when he's on the – the downs up the the bottom he can be. Yeah, that, I mean that's a good point. I don't think he could get much worse than he is currently playing. But that's actually a really good point. Something that uh, uh, I, I sometimes we forget as people who have played uh, many years that you know who's had Chris Middleton on their radar for you know four or five years is that he's just not a he's not a big name recognition guy. And actually, I think that is too your advantage when uh, trying to buy low from somebody, if they don't really have a big attachment to Chris Middleton and you see he's playing poorly and they're looking at his rankings and it's, you know, in the last month or so he's under, he's not even the top 100 in the last month. Um, He would uh, be a a great guy to pick up or, or or maybe, you know, trade for uh, with someone who might be a first year player who might not really have any attachment to uh or, or value already prescribed to uh chris middleton tyler uh chris middleton he's got it he's got to get better right yeah and one of the things that's holding him back is his defensive stats just aren't there this year i mean he we've known him to be a, a real good steals player um for his career and he's only averaging 1.1 steals for the season and you know you look at the last month he's only averaging 0.9 so then that's like they're getting any better um, now we have seen in, in Middleton's last three games, he's played a little bit better and maybe that's a sign of things to come. But then again, maybe it's not, you know, some people are really worried about Middleton, especially ones who drafted him pretty high in that second end of the second, early third round range. I'm really not at all concerned about Middleton. I think that he's going to get a little more minutes here coming up. I mean, he played 34 in each of the last two games played 33 in the two games before that. Um, with minutes is going to come more production. And I have no reason to think the steals won't bounce back to where they were around last season's numbers. So uh, yeah, I think Middleton could take a big boost here in his looking at like his total season value. I think he could take a big jump here in the coming weeks. Yeah. That steal uh, uh, drop off is, is very, very strange. I mean, it's, he really hasn't averaged less than 1.4, 1.5, in the last, you know, four years, the fact that he's under a steal right now doesn't, I mean, it just doesn't make too much sense. It's not like he's playing a significantly different role. Um, I know he does have a, he has a different coach. I, I just don't think, I don't think that's it. Um, this is uh, just seems like a kind of a fairly lengthy slump when it comes to those stats, uh, but Hey, steals are steals are fickle. So uh, I, I'd be more confident and his field goal percentage coming back, um, and actually it kind of has here, even though he's struggling, uh, then his steals coming back. Steals are steals are a little hard to uh, mess around with. Let's talk about the next guy here and our buy low list. Uh, big this big man here is the darling 
of young girls all around the country. Uh, Andre Drummond. He's uh, ladies love Andre Drummond, and right this lately Andre Drummond has just kind of uh, he's been playing less minutes. Um, he was briefly injured by after he got hit in the in the face, and uh, he's just pretty much just come back from that. But even in that lead up to his face getting all busted open, uh, his scoring was down a little bit. Rebounds, as always, are there. But um, his blocks had started to uh, trickle down, just like Chris Milton's steals. So, uh, Tyler, this uh, why is he on your buy-low list here? Well, I think that we've seen Drummond have a few spots here where he's been a little rough around the edges, but I think Drummond is – we know what Drummond is. Um, those assist numbers that we saw last year aren't coming back, right? They're using Blake Griffin in that passing big man role and not Andre Drummond now. Um, but I think that he's a pretty safe, you know, 14 and a half to 15 rebounds, a pretty safe like 16 points a game with probably a steal and a half and a block and a half, which sound like some real good numbers to me. Yeah, his free throws are always going to kill you. you got to know what you, you're getting into when you end up – with Andre Drummond, but uh, the block and a half, steal and a half type of player is an incredibly rare player. Adam, uh, have you, you know, what's your experience with Andre Drummond? Do you do you, do you like his game? Or are you are you punting any anything specific in your in your leagues, or is uh, is he kind of out of your range because of his free throws? So funny story with that, um, because I'd never played before. I always thought punting was kind of silly. Uh, which I think in Roto it's a little bit less useful than it is in a head-to-head league. Because head-to-head, obviously, if you can lose one but win seven, that's a lot better than uh, just straight-up losing one category for the whole season. Um, so I actually drafted Andre Drummond in the second round because I thought rebounds were really good, which they kind of are, but not to the same degree. But the issue I always had with Drummond was his free throws are so bad compared with other combined with other centers that I always – kind of went away from that because I'd rather keep a percentage up and then try to get a guy, you know, getting some blocks and steals like Nerland's Noel, kind of fill in that space for my roto, which is obviously different a little bit than head-to-head. But percentages are so hard to get up. So I think if, you know, if, you, if you're not in a free throw percent league, you can, you can ship the whole house for Andre Drummond because, you know, it's not going to hurt you that much if he misses a couple free throws. But um, my personal experience, I just don't – I like keeping percentages up. So Andre Drummond definitely is a good buy low now because you're not going to have him for the whole rest of the season. You're going to have him for a bit of time. So it's not going to affect it too, too much, even if you are worried about it. But if I were to buy low on him, I'd have to buy him back, and that's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, that's a good point. Like in a, in a Roto League, um, you know, every single category is important, and you can get away with maybe um, being bad at a category or two, but punting a category – is means you're going to have to get a 10 and a a couple. Um, Now, Andre Drummond does um, present someone who could win you a a rebound um, category, but he isn't, like, blow you away anywhere else. He's got a good, you know, a solid field goal percentage. But, um, yeah, like, unless you're punting free throws – like it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to keep Andre Drummond on your team. It's really hard to keep Andre Drummond on your team in, in, in a roto league. 
Uh, were you able? To, you you drafted him. Were you able to trade him away? Yeah. So I actually had the uh, I consider it to be the blockbuster trade of the league because no one else does any trades, unfortunately. It so, by default, it was the the blockbuster trade. Yeah. It was, uh, so I actually traded the same guy twice. I think I told you about it specifically, but so a while ago I traded this guy. Let me pull it up here. I traded this guy, Etwan Moore, who I drafted very late, maybe 11th round, and Garrett Temple, who's a waiver pickup for Nick Batum, who I thought was really good for my team. Uh, not so much. He just kind of does rebounds as a guard, which, you know, is that really that good? Probably not. But I then traded the same guy like a few months later. See, Tyler, you, see everybody struggles with names sometimes. Your boy Nick Batum. Listen, me and Adam, it's hard trying to learn all these guys' names, Tyler. Stop giving us so much crap. I mean, that's mostly you. This is probably the worst pronunciation I can have. But uh, So I actually traded him back, Nick Batum, because he drafted in the sixth round, so he probably had some uh, attachment there. And then I offloaded Steven Adams and Andre Drummond, uh, terrible free throw shooters with bad volume, for Buddy Heald, who is kind of on a – download that point and then Kyrie Irving before he was averaging like 25 points a game. That's a that's so, a pretty good haul for the uh, plus Steph was injured when I had him during that time. So my three pointers were pretty low in my league. So I really wanted some nice shooters that had good percentages. So I kind of went with an all guard approach, which has been working out a lot. I've gone up a few percentage points, which is like such a menial thing overall. It's not like I'm going up three hundred three pointers, but Definitely making progress. I do wish I could see how many total free throws I've shot, but uh, nope, not an think, option on this website. Yeah, I think that's not an option. Almost on almost every site, it's hard to find those those totals by the time you get to this point in the year. But that's you know that's a great haul for uh, two centers that you don't need or don't want. Getting someone like Kyrie Irving back, uh, but he'll a little underrated, uh, I think, up until recently as well. So uh, that's a very very good haul. I I believe anyway, uh, but now on the flip side, you know, if you wanted to go get Andre Drummond back, you probably could because he is playing pretty poorly. This is probably the worst he is going to be playing. Um, so in in that case, he's a buy low guy. Let's talk about the next guy on this list. Um, where did he go? Oh, there he is. This guy. Um, I was also surprised to see this guy struggling. Uh, Kimball Walker. He has kind of. Um, you know, his shooting percentage has kind of fallen off along uh, with his scoring over the last few weeks. Every, you know, everything else is pretty much there, but it seems like he's just shooting a little bit worse from behind the arc. And that's kind of hurting not just uh, his three-pointers, but his points and his field goal percentage. Uh, so, so Tyler, like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't worry about Kimba Walker, right? Like, he's Kimba Walker. He's a, he's, he's a top 30 player, right? That's, that's got to be right. Kemba Walker with a long track record as Kemba Walker has. Everyone takes some down shooting months, you know, 10, 10 games, 12 games is probably all we're talking about here. Um, I'm not at all worried about Kemba Walker. Yeah, I think when you uh, when you look at guys who do have name recognition, unlike maybe Chris Middleton, who in the uh, fantasy world does have name recognition, but uh, Kemba Walker's got name recognition in the NBA. Just, you know, at, at the general public knows who he is. It's a little harder to buy low on these guys. So you might 
actually have to uh, package something a little bit decent. I don't think uh, the owner of or whoever is uh, currently has Kimba Walker on their team is going to look down at their last month's ranking and go, this guy's like a bottom uh, bottom tier player. They know he's a pretty good player, so you're probably going to have to tempt them with a, kind of like a middle middle of the road player at the very least. But I think I, I would be I would be plenty happy to get Kimba Walker um, in exchange for a middle of the road player. I mean, he is uh, one of the you know top tier guards in the league and a very very good fantasy uh, asset. Next up on the list, let's see who's out here. Ah. Damar DeRozan. Adam. This guy, he's your boy. Uh, you definitely uh, you drafted him, and he is – what's going on with him? He's struggling. He's not shooting the ball very well. He's scoring a lot less. Like, he's obviously – he's still got his uh, rebounds and assists right where they need to be. The All the other stats are pretty much there, except for his shooting and even his free throws. Uh, percentage is down. So what do you, what do you think is going on with uh, DeMar DeRozan here? Yeah. So I, I drafted DeMar DeRozan uh, about third round in both the leagues that I'm in, just because I know he's pretty good at most things outside of shooting threes. Cause it just doesn't do that with the pop system. It's mostly Bryn Forbes, bird trans and Patty Mills, I guess that shoot threes on that team. Um, yeah. So his percentages have been kind of weird lately and he has been out for the past, I want to say three games, or he's been out for a little bit of a while now, um, just because of knee soreness, and maybe that had something to do with it, but I doubt it. Uh, but his free throws have been kind of bad lately, which is something I amply check, considering that's the one stat I care about in this Roto League. Um, it kind of shocks me sometimes when I always look and see that he still is like an 80% free throw shooter. It's just he's doing so bad right now. Well, Roughly bad. It's like, you know, two or three here and there, four or seven here and there. Not great shooting stats, but he'll always, I think he'll always regress back because of, you know, he's a good shooter. He gets a good at driving up to the rim. So he does get a lot of free throw attempts. So might, maybe he'll have an off shooting night one time, but he will average it out. Um, as for the field goal percentage, I'm not too sure on what kind of looks he's getting, but he has been, he's just been missing the ball a lot. Uh, he's had a lot of attempts lately on some uh, longer minute games and looks like sometimes sets me going in, but I think he's still going to regress back and uh, well, I guess it's still regression, but yeah, I think he'll be a fine buy for the rest of the season. If you can get him low, cause people, it kind of rough is with the, the name recognition on this one. Cause Tamar DeRozan is a pretty famous name, but um, if they're willing to let him go for something cheap, I definitely recommend it. Cause like he said, his rebounds and assists are still pretty good. He's getting steals and blocks. Pretty regular, regularly for the past uh, few games. Just those percentages need to get back up, and he'll be the DeMar DeRozan that we all know and love. Yeah, we, I mean, you must listen to the Watch the Boxes podcast because we always talk about regressing, uh, regressing to the mean. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is fanta- a fantastic player, and uh, he's not, it's not like he's going anywhere. Pop's got him playing about 35 minutes a game, which is something I think people weren't expecting. Uh, but in that overall for the entire season, he's still a top 50 player. Um, so he started out the, the the year very, very hot. He's gotten cold over the uh, over the second half. But as we're saying, we're, we're only like 
into the season. Still a lot of games left. And uh, I agree with you that I think he's going to regress back to the mean. All the other stats are there. So, like, you know you're not getting threes with DeMar DeRozan's, but his, his assists are still up. His rebounds are still up uh, from from last year, uh, right where you think they would be as someone who's basically – um, now the point guard due to injuries. Uh, I know some of those guys are starting to get back into the lineup. Demar's still running. The, they're still running the offense through Demar. Uh, Tyler, you know, th- this has to be the lowest low for Demar this year. Correct? Yeah, we've seen it. Right? It's really only been this month of January. Like if you look at every other month, he's been really, really good. Um, the good news about Demar is. Pop even said this, right, that he's been playing him a few too many minutes, and that's why he thinks that the knee is acting up and that he's given him a couple of game break here recently. Um, So it doesn't sound like it's anything serious as far as on the injury front. So I'm guessing he misses maybe another game or two just to get a good rest in. Then Pop's going to unleash him, but he's probably only going to play him like 33 minutes a game. I mean, guess be my target. And DeMar DeRozan is going to be really, really good probably going to shoot you like seven free throw attempts a game at like 85%, which is going to be great. He's going to probably shoot over 50% from the field and score a buttload of points. Yeah. Um, he's got a 100% score, a buttload of points. Um, I don't know how many a buttload is, but it seems possibly like a lot, a lot of points. You can fit a lot um, in DeMar DeRozan's butt, I'm pretty sure. Is it crazy to say that he probably averages like 23 a game for the rest of the season? No, not at all. I, I think it's definitely doable. Um, so, yeah, so I think Derrison going to be great. And I think the Spurs, especially if they're going to push for the playoffs, which is what they're, they're going to want to do. You know, they're in a spot right now. They're going to be pushing hard to make the playoffs. They're going to have to put it on Derrison's back a little bit. And, yeah, he's going to be really good. Yeah, he's gonna have to have a strong second half in order to get that playoff. And I, I like I like backing those types of guys simply because they're trying hard. Uh, they're 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 gonna be playing throughout the to the end of the season since they're in a playoff race. Um, and so that's another good reason probably to buy low here on Demar Derozan, especially if you got a playoff run coming up, or if you're in a roto league where every game matters. Um, I don't think you're going to see too much uh, DeMar DeRozan resting for the last two weeks of the season when the Spurs are in a playoff race. So uh, I definitely buy low there. The last guy on this list, this one's from Adam. And uh, we're, we're going to break, we're going to break this one down. Jaleel Okafer. Um, super hot right now. Uh, is, is this guy really a buy low or, or, or do you think, Hey, people think he's a flash in the pan three games like he's he's gonna be sitting out before the you know the week is over with but in reality maybe you think julie okafer is actually going to be playing um you know significant enough minutes to be standard league relevant for the rest of the year so i'm gonna i'm gonna let you explain this one so julie okafer is definitely the how to describe it so I used to play fantasy football, and we kind of talk about certain players that have really hot streaks, while like a backup running back, while the main one's out. You kind of just play them until they stop, and then maybe you want to keep them around just in case they get hurt again or something like that. So this season, it seems like, personal bias here, but it seems like Anthony Davis maybe made out of glass bones, you know? 
breaking it, fingers here and there, getting some rest. You know, it only took you. Uh, it only took you halfway into your first season to make your first Anthony Davis is made of glass joke. Congratulations. Yeah. So, especially my friend drafted him number one overall, as you as you probably might. But uh, yeah. So Anthony Davis might have injury problems. Might want some more rest now, uh, especially if he's going to be traded, which I'm going to ask you about later. That seems like an interesting situation. Um, so, do they want to rest Anthony Davis more? Uh, probably not. They might want to run him into the ground. But if Davis himself, like you know, still gets injured, still needs more rest in between games, has some knee soreness, which I think was an issue earlier on this season, Jalen Okafor is definitely going to get those minutes because he is thriving right now. He's a really high field goal percentage, which could be kind of problematic, but. Um, if you want to try to sell high on him, you probably could if you think this isn't going to be sustainable. But if you do think, well, even if Davis is back, that he'll be a good second string center at this point, um, definitely definitely think that, especially since Randall's been having issues too, but he's usually played as a power forward when Miritich is off. But they're all getting shopped anyway, so Okafor might be the only one left at the end of the season. Yeah, so like, keep going. I actually like think this is like um, you know this is like kind of like a long term logic where uh, just right I mean this is this is the uh, the obvious thing would be sell high here but like no one in their right mind is gonna give you a top forty player for Julia Lokifer so you may you know this is kind of like a um, when a guy is playing hot that nobody likes buy low not in the sense that he's playing poorly and you can get him for cheap, but you can get him probably for one of the you know worst players on your team because whoever owns Julio for might think that uh, he's going to be sitting out once Anthony Davis comes back in like two, one or two games. Now that's a risk you're going to have to take. And I, I, I think Anthony Davis will be back within the week or so. Um, and then Julio Okafor's uh, role his position here will drop, I think significantly, but as you're alluding to, there's a chance that Anthony David gets, gets traded. And there's a chance that, um, you know, Nico Miritich or Julius Randle, maybe they even they are being shopped at, at this point. And Julio Okafor might be the only one left holding the bag here down the stretch for the, the Pelicans. And if that is the case, uh, having Okafor stashed in, in, in the back of your team, or if you're in a bigger league, like a 14-team league that, like you're in, uh, he is in play as someone who, uh, if he's even if he's playing 18, 20 minutes a game, um, would be relevant enough to be rostered. But then you throw in the whole trade scenarios, and you could be looking at a top 60, uh, maybe even a top 50 guy. Um, I, I don't know if he's that good, but um, you could be looking at someone who's a top 75, top 60 guy that you could maybe get for nothing simply because I think people think he is pretty worthless. Uh, Tyler, what do you think about the trade situation in, in New Orleans? It's um, a good question. It's going to be really hard to trade Anthony Davis just because a player like that, you're going to want so much for him. And, you know, what team can really offer that? Uh, we talked about a little bit yesterday about how the Celtics are basically – the only way the Celtics can make a trade for Anthony Davis before the season ends is if they put Kyrie Irving in the trade. Um, and that has to do with a, a CBA rule that Irving's under a specific contract, and so is Anthony Davis, and they can't have two of those players on their roster at the same time. 
So, I mean, how many other teams legitimately have the assets to make a run at Anthony Davis? The, the list is very small. Um, so I'm guessing that one doesn't happen. But if they think they're going to lose Anthony Davis this summer via trade, which probably is going to happen, I could see them trading off some of the other pieces and just going full teardown mode. So that could be a potential case. But as for Julie Okafor, like we've seen him play 30 minutes a game during his rookie year for the Sixers. He helps you in a very specific way, right? He gives you rebounds, he gives you blocks, he gives you points. He's not very good at anything else um, other than field goal percentage. So um, if you need help in those categories, sure, that's fine. Uh, I'm not assuming this is going to last very long, though, just because I think Anthony Davis will be on the Pelicans for the rest of the season and will take all those minutes, and Julie Okafor will basically be out of the rotation. Yeah, I think if you are in the camp, in the Tyler camp of thinking that Anthony Davis is going to be sticking around for the rest of the season, uh, I'm not going after Julia Lokifer. I, I I don't think uh, unless I'm in a deeper league, maybe even if, if I'm in a something over a 12 team league, uh, he could have some uh, kind of lower level bench type of um, production that would be worth rostering. But uh, if you're in the Adam camp and think that, hey, a trade's right around the corner or Anthony Davis isn't going to be coming back or maybe they're going to play, maybe some fishy nonsense is going to happen where they're sitting, Anthony Davis, why they're in trade talks, all that other stuff, and you think uh, Julian Okafor is about to is going to continue playing 30 minutes a game, then you could buy low from the owner considering um, – I'm pretty sure most people who picked up Julian Okafor off the waiver wire – are just waiting to drop him back off onto the waiver wire. So if you think he's not going to be a waiver wire player um, for a good portion of the rest of the year, it's worth a buy low. This is the this is definitely an outside the box type of uh, risk taking on your buy low, Adam. So I, I like I like the outside the box thinking. It's uh, we we try to say a little maybe a little too conservative here. So I, I like the uh, I guess the uh, the random turn that you made us take. And I, I see your logic. It's a, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Sometimes you got to risk it for the biscuit. Wow. Um, is that, yeah. did you, is that, did you coin that phrase? Uh, no, that's definitely not. I don't know where that came from, but I definitely <laughs> that before. Um, the, uh, if, if you want to coin that, if you, Hey, this could risk it for the biscuit could be your thing, man. Don't, don't act like that's not a catchy phrase. Oh, I know it's a catchy phrase. That's why I say it. <laughs> Mike um, Mike has never heard an expression before in his life. Like for the most part, if you can say like any expression from any movie, Mike will have no idea what you're talking no. about. That's fair. I swear he just watches a lot of like dark web television or something. Listen, I or the Bulls games. I let the the Bulls games are only being broadcast on the dark web at this point. That's how that's how dark it's gotten at the United Center. It's uh, a very I, I should know that's why you can't say anyone's name because Stacy King messes up everyone's name too. So that's why Mike can't say anyone's name. He's just saying it the way Stacy King says it. Yeah, and Neil, and Neil Funk's even worse. Like he has no idea what's going on. He's just kind of wandering through life at this point. It's all coming full circle, Michael. I think it is. Uh, I think that is also it for our Bilo segment, uh, Adam. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. It's really cool to uh, hear from our Patreons. Uh, this is, you know, hey, you signed up, you subscribed uh, to get this co- this content, to, to have the uh, ability to be on the show. And uh, I thought you brought some actually some really interesting stuff to the show. So 
uh, thanks for coming on. Do you have like anything to plug? You want to uh, anybody to follow you on Twitter? Uh, no, I think I should be good for that. You, you don't want anybody uh, following you on Twitter. That's you know what? That's a really good choice, actually. The closest that I'll put my Twitter onto here is when I tweet at you with like bulls news, and then I was like, "Hey, Mike, how do you feel about this?" That's, yeah, that's really, about as much as I get to use one. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate you uh, um, ra- raising my blood pressure in the middle of the damn day when I should be doing some some actual work and then uh i have to deal with fucking bullshit in the middle of the day so thanks for keeping me updated i really appreciate it hell yeah and but for real thanks for coming on uh thanks for supporting the the podcast through patreon and all you listeners out there if you want to support the show uh go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes just like adam did and uh, help support the show. Subscribe if you like what you're hearing, if it's helped you out, whether this is your first season or your uh, 15th. Like, there's always uh, stuff to learn, and we really uh, hope our listeners interact with us so we can learn from them as well. And the best way to do that is to subscribe at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, I'll go with no today. I don't no, I know you've got some articles out there. I, Tyler's too modest. Go follow Tyler on – I'm not giving you a choice, Tyler. People have to follow you. At Tyler P. Watts, he's got a ton of stuff out there. Uh, probably going to be going uh, deep into the trade deadline for the Dallas Mavericks here pretty soon is, is going to be my guess of what Tyler is going to be up to. And you can follow me at Watch the Boxes, where I will be retweeting other people and not bringing you any – original content other than being pissed off about the bulls and um, Jim Boylan and how horrible of a human being he probably is. That's it for tonight, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon.